At the end of life, when we look back, we're going to look for, did we take good care of ourselves? And did we invest in our relationships? And that's what the research says. When we get to a point, we look back, it's about relationships and it's about our health. From Los Angeles, this is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for being with me on Code 3 again. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. What are your priorities in life? Most firefighters will typically answer this question by saying my family, my health, and my job. But the reality is most firefighters I've known, and I'll bet most you know, are more likely to put their job first, their family a close second, and their own health a distant third. For example, a study found that about 80% of career firefighters are obese. And it's pretty well known that firefighters are usually workaholics, taking extra shifts and working second and even third jobs. You do it for your family, of course, but that takes your time away from them, too. There's an obvious disconnect between what firefighters say they value and what they really do. My guest today says that all adds up over time and causes a lot of avoidable problems. Dr. Donnie Hutchinson says it's time to find a work-life balance. It's doable and he's here to explain how. Donnie is a work-life balance speaker who has held many firefighter health and wellness seminars. He's spoken at IAFF conferences, and he's a professor at the University of Dayton teaching leadership courses in the MBA school. He's written two books on work-life balance. And Donnie Hutchinson joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Oh, thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate you having me on. So let's talk about those priorities that I mentioned. Why do we have what I'm going to call aspirational priorities that don't reflect the way we really live? <laughs> well, I, I, unfortunately, you know, I think we all wish we, as you say, aspirational. We wish we would be living that way. And, and I think the reason, it's not that we don't want to live that way, right? Hence the word aspirational. It's that we don't take the time to pause and reflect, you know, as as with the firefighters and, you know, they, they the, the day, a lot of times, you know, they, they go home, they didn't sleep at all, right? You had many runs throughout the evening. You go home, you didn't sleep. So as I often say, the days are long, yet the years fly by. And that's what happens. What I have found out in my research and my studying doing this for years is that time goes by and then there becomes a moment in life to when we actually stop and pause and think about, wow, where did that time go? You know, and no better time than right now. Now, now, granted, there are, you know, I, I was listening to um, your podcast with Danny Sheridan out of FDNY. You know, Danny and his crew, I mean, they are nonstop. I mean, obviously, they're in a hot spot. They're nonstop. And that is the priority, you know, servicing 
helping the community and being there for everyone. But there are other many, many, many other places in this country. Firefighters are at home more now, and they are actually pausing and starting to think about, hey, what's going on in life? And I've, it's sort of interesting to be able to take those ti- that time and actually be able to pause and reflect. And with that in mind, why don't you go ahead and define for us, what is a work-life balance? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times people talk about work-life balance. It's like, oh, we're, we're firefighters. We, we can't balance. You know, we don't have equal time at work <laughs> and home and things like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that has nothing to do with it. You know, the way I define work-life balance is, are your day-to-day behaviors in alignment with your priorities in life? Okay. That's what it is. Are your day-to-day behaviors in alignment with your priorities in life. Now, in order to do that, you have to have your priorities figured out. You do. And and a lot of times, though, it's getting getting people to just pause and say, well, wait a minute, you know, could, you know if you ask someone, you know, if you're, if you're a firefighter and you're married, if you're a father or something like that, you know, you ask, is your, you know, is your spouse a priority? Not many people are going to say, no, 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 <laughs> no, they're not. Are your children a priority? No, no, they're not. You know, they're not going to say that, right? Everyone's, you know, they're, yes, they're a priority. Well, they know the answer that they're expected to give, but the question is whether the way they're living actually supports that answer in real life. Yes, you're absolutely right. And, and, and if it doesn't, then do they want to make a little course correction? You know, because at the end of life, when we look back, we're going to look for, did we take good care of ourselves? And did we invest in our relationships? And that's what the research says. With when, you, when we get to a point, we look back, it's about relationships and it's about our health. And unfortunately, with the COVID-19 pandemic that we're in, and we look at the ramifications of what not taking care of yourself you're not taking care of, you're not doing a somewhat of a nutritious diet, getting the exercise. I won't go there with sleep with firefighters, you know, Um, but although sleep has been found to be a major issue, but yeah, it's, it is a lot of times it's a more a case of whether they're really going to be able to do it as opposed to whether they'd like to do it. Right. Yeah. But all the, these self-care initiatives is that we, we're, we're not able to do and we haven't been doing a really good job with it. And now, I know like in New Orleans, 97% of the people in the ICUs in New Orleans had one or more preventable diseases, you know, from the situation of whether it's overweight obesity, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular issues, things like that. You know, they have, they have that and it, and it comes down to you know, time to hit the pause button and can, what can we do to move forward and see if we can maybe help diminish that, that trend. Especially now, a lot of these first responders are feeling a crushing weight on their shoulders with the coronavirus situation. Is that a sign of an imbalance or is it normal in a time of extreme stress? No, I think that it's normal with the extreme stress on that is that, uh, you know, this is that they're being called they and they rise to the occasion just as they always do in every catastrophic event whether it's a local event or a national and world crisis that 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 we're in but they 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 rise to the call and there's nothing wrong with and that's one thing about balance is the way I teach it if you will 
there's nothing wrong with going out of balance. Not at all. Hmm. Nothing wrong with going out of balance. It's a matter of, are, do you know how long you're going to be out of balance? Can you sort of plan for it? Can you inform your loved ones, your family members? Hey, it's going to be a long summer. Yeah. Long spring, long summer. However, there's going to be a time where it falls off and then I will back off. And, and if you can do that with, with your loved ones, if you can do that with your health, knowing that even if, okay, I'm not going to be able to eat very well because we're on the run, run, run. I'm not going to eat the way I normally would be eating at the kitchen table. So therefore, I'm okay with that, but I'm not going to do it for two years. You know, it'll ebb and flow. Balance ebbs and flows. What's a priority at one time of our life right now, treating COVID-19 patients, priority, but it's going to swing back. And then when we swing it back, are we going to get be able to shift our priorities on those things that we've not actually been that attentive to? Yeah, but for years, firefighters have just gone on to accept what you would call a poor work and life balance. They've accepted it as part of the way things have to be. Why is it important for them to change sooner rather than later? That's a great, great question, Scott. One thing that I I like to remind firefighters of is that they've taken an oath to serve and protect their communities. You know, they swore in, right? Yet sometimes they fail to recognize that they and their families are also a part of that community. They do need to take care of themselves. Something I say frequently is you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to fill your cup first. And the research is out there on this. The greater they take care of themselves, the better they can perform at work, at home, in the community. Everybody wins. So there's a shift going on. It's been going on for about a decade in the fire service with change in that culture. But, you know, the fire service is a huge ship and it takes a very long time to turn. But it is turning. There are some great people in organizations and 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 leaders in the fire service that are doing great work to help change this. I know one of your podcasts I listened to earlier in the week with Todd LaDuke on it with the wellness centers and, and all the, you know, the preventive screenings that they're doing and things like that. And so there's this cultural change going on and, and, and hopefully they start taking to heart that, Hey, I also, I need to protect myself and I need to protect my family. So therefore, yeah, I do need to watch what I eat. You know, so they have to be ready for that because as we know, you know, the, the number one death is, is the stress you know, cardiovascular disease and cancer. You know, there's so many, so many things coming at them from cardiovascular disease to the cancer risks and also the mental health piece, you know. So, but those are all those things that we want to focus on and, and be proactive and maybe make that a priority in life to start making sure you're balancing that and taking care of it. Let's take a short break from the interview so I can ask for your help. Don't worry, it won't cost you anything. You enjoy this show. I know you do because you're listening to it. So would you please do me a favor and tell someone about Code 3? Just tell one other person. Could be the probie in your house or the company officer. Whomever you think will get something out of the interviews I do. 
Or you can put it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Whatever you like, just spread the word. I'd be grateful if you did. And thank you for supporting the show that supports firefighters. I'm curious whether you've run into a certain, let's say, age group of firefighters who call that too soft and squishy for them that they're not going to worry about that. I don't run in that into that that often because they're they those are. They're out there, but they may not be coming to my workshops. Uh, <laughs> you know, since my workshops, they can sign up, whether it's my workshop or a hundred other workshops, if you will. You know, the ones coming to my workshops, it's uh, when I take them through a two to three hour workshop, it, it, it's emotional. You know, because we I, I get them to reflect on life and, and, and they start feeling it. And, and it is very emotional. And, um, but a lot of change happens because they remember those emotions. They remember those feelings. And then they can put some of that into action. And then we, we literally leave with actionable steps to where they, they sort of have that tactical plan to go make some changes. I was hired by the um, IAFF for their educational conference that they do once a year. And this was four years ago, so it was January of 17. And they found me on LinkedIn, interviewed me, asked what my, ta- you know, how would I do it? What's my layout, my plan? What's my s- process and all that? And I laid it all out for them. And they said, okay, we want you. So I go down there. I show up to my first workshop in uh, Orlando, Florida. And, and I had 100 guys on the left side of the room and 100 on the right. I had 200. <laughs> all... And it's the eight o'clock workshop. And, um, and I walk down that aisle, I turn and look at them and they're all staring at me. And I was thinking, so this could be challenging, but you know, I was, I was prepared for it. And I, 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 I've been in the military, so I know the camaraderie aspect of sort of the trade, if you will. But one thing that amazed me after that two hours that I did it is that this guy, as soon as it was over, it was over. I mean, you know, I got nice applause and all that and, and had great dynamics, a lot of conversation in the workshop. But this guy comes straight up to me, he goes, hey, do you know um, what was so amazing? What, what I just, he goes, I found so fascinating about your workshop. And I said, no, I'd love to hear it. He, I go, what? He goes, no one left the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, uh, what do you mean? He goes, oh, we normally give you about three minutes and then we're out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had no idea. You know, I didn't know the culture or anything like that, you know, so it was, but to see, you know, these rough, tough guys get soften them, right. You know, not, not, I try to figure out that, right. Soften them to where they can pause and reflect on their life. And, and so far it's been working pretty well and I'm happy with it. And, and, and that, and the emails and the, you know, communication I received back from that type of work is just amazing thinking that, hey, this person made a shift, they made a turn, and they're thankful for it, and they're feeling so much better. And I, I know, too, and also is that their families are feeling better, you know, and all of that, which is very rewarding for me. So what are the basic steps to getting to a good work-life balance? Foundationally, get a hold of your physical and psychological needs. So diet, nutrition, exercise, sleep. I know sleep's challenging. 
preventive screenings, take care of the basics physically, and then mental health, whether you're, you know, use your peer support group, go to counseling services, therapy that are industry specific for you that understand it. And, and it, if you take care of some of that and you get that trend line improving on your physical fitness, if you're overweight, it starts coming down. If you have any other health issues, they start diminishing a little bit. You're getting the mental health help. So you're feeling better. You're becoming more resilient. And then that puts you in a better position then to actually help balance out the rest of your life. You'll start feeling better about yourself. You'll start going home with a better feeling, emotional and attitude. And then you start thinking, okay, what, how, do, how should I invest in my relationships today? What do I need to do for my wife? What, what could I do to show her that I love her? When was the last time I took her out on a date? And if you're listening to this podcast right now, I would encourage you, if you're with your wife, ask her out on a date. If you're not, you're listening to this at the station, how about texting her right now and ask her out on a date? And start investing in those relationships. And also, don't forget those children. Do the same for them. Spend some one-on-one time with them. There's nothing like, you know, I'm, I, have a, I have four children, and they grow up fast. I still, fortunately still have two in the house. <laughs> but, uh, um, a little challenging during this time, though. <laughs> but those are some of the tips, I think. All right, Dr. Donnie Hutchinson, thanks for being my guest on Code 3 today. Thank you very much, Scott. Truly an honor. Donnie is used to seeing the effects of a life of a firefighter when it's lived out of balance. Do you feel like the weight of the job is sometimes crushing you? What do you do to regain perspective? You can leave your comments on our website at coat3podcast.com slash balance. There's links to more resources there as well. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll be here too. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.